This is the Out and Off Beat Podcast. Oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the soon-to-be-vaccinated Louis Fox. <laughs> That's right. Finally, I'm going to get rid of this chicken pox. <laughs> Have you been vaccinated for all things like tuberculosis, typhoid, Spanish flu? Um, I've got some of those from when we went to China, uh-huh. uh, but I don't think typhoid... I, I think I've taken the malaria pills. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's that's it. Uh, so what Matt is referencing about me, the soon-to-be-vaccinated me, apparently I qualify as an educator in my state. That's great. That's great news. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, you, speaking of doctoring, you just went to the doctor. <laughs> Way to bypass your moral dilemma on if you should get the vaccine or not. I got a call from Louie yesterday saying he was morally... Ethically. Or, yeah, okay, he was ethically on the fence about if he should get vaccinated or not because he does qualify as an educator because he does, you know... I hold, I hold a certification and so they lump me into the educator group. Yeah. You thought that maybe you'd be taking a vaccine away from people. And I said, go for it. <laughs> those people are horrible. They burn down all buildings. Those, all those all those teachers that need the shot. <laughs> what did they ever do for anybody? <laughs> I said, go for it, man. That way, uh, you know, we can get back to work faster. Teachers are already working, man. Can, they have options. That is true. We don't have uh, options. Exactly. So exactly. I said, go for it, and you might be getting it. And I think you're I, getting it through like a Jiffy Lube or something. Yeah, no, I'm getting it in the alley behind the <laughs> Jiffy Lube. <laughs> nice. Yes. That's the Johnson uh, & Johnson pipeline right it, there. It says vaccine, but it's got that upside down exclamation mark at the beginning <laughs> and the right one at the end. It has that levitating guy with the lightning bolts coming out of him, like on all the voltage boxes in Canada. <laughs> yes. It's got a picture of a cancerous lung like Canadian cigarettes. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, Louie, I'm excited for you, and that can be a heavy burden off of your shoulders, and you can get back to work teaching the kids in elementary <laughs> schools like you always have. Yes, yes. Now, okay, so you were at, uh, went to the doctor finally. I did. I finally got a general care practitioner 40 years into my life. And uh, check that one off the bucket list. And he re what was what's the what's the right word? He um, he stole your one hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, well, yes, he de- he reinforced why I don't go to doctors. Essentially, every time I've ever been to a doctor, they don't know what's wrong with me. And then it costs a ridiculous amount of money, which has been this whole dilemma. If you've been listening and tuning in the last sort of month and a half, I've been to urgent cares i've been to the er multiple times and uh, no one can diagnose what i have i just got rare stuff man yeah well okay so here's the thing matt goes i don't know about this doctor he got his license in the caribbean (laughs) (laughs) the university of the caribbean (laughs) he got offshore he's got offshore degrees (laughs) 
the government can't track these degrees. <laughs> That's where Mitt Romney gets all his degrees at. <laughs> he was probably prescribing to Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he, he and then it was funny because like I was like, okay, so I went in there and I was like, okay, so I go to the Caribbean a lot. You know, I'm trying to like, hey, you know, tell me about your Caribbean experience. And he's like, well, you know, I've been practicing medicine for about four years. I've been in Detroit. I've been in the Bronx and I've been in Miami. And I'm like, OK, so what's wrong with me? He's like, well, well, I can definitely tell you it's not a gunshot wound. It's not, it's not a gunshot wound. It's not a stabbing and it's not overdose on crack. <laughs> It's not the poison that the Russians give their the people that are speaking out against Putin. I can have tell you, been, you that. Have you been stabbed by an umbrella recently? <laughs> yeah. It's not it, rice in there. Yeah. It, I was like, okay, so coming to Eugene and being a doctor, he's like, yeah, people are generally more healthy here than Detroit and the Bronx. I'm like, yeah, you can say that. <laughs> he's like, here's some nutritional yeast. Rub it on your legs. <laughs> like, have you tried Epsom salts on this yet? <laughs> we have a shaman that will come in and uh, do some crystal dances around you. Yeah, if you bring your own chicken, it's way cheaper. <laughs> it cut you a deal. Yeah, so uh, he didn't do anything for me, Louie. He gave me some antibiotics and uh, sent me on my way and slapped me with a bill for $330. It was uh, nice. Is that your out of pocket? Oh, yeah. And I, pay- I just paid in change. I just put down <laughs> my big penny bank and I was like, How- will this cover it all? They're like, we'll get back to you in a week. You brought in a sock full of change, and you're like a kid at the ice cream, like the candy shop. You're like, how much candy can I, how much doctoring can I get for this much? <laughs> They're like, you can get the guy who got his degree in the Caribbean. <laughs> that's who you get. So that's what's been going on with me. So we're both pillars of health, Louie. Let's get to the stories. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. And now for some weird news. This story comes from nzherald.co.nz. That's a website more reliable than someone letting you play that website's title as an acceptable word in Scrabble. <laughs> more reliable than a hype man shouting that <laughs> at a rap concert. Yo, nzherald.co.nz. More reliable than that. <laughs> <laughs> More reliable than having the streaker with that painted on his back run through the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, this story's kind of wild and it involves seagulls, and we have done quite a few stories on seagulls in the past. They are the Florida man of the sky. Yeah, they pretty much. Story goes, woman bites off man's tongue during street brawl, seagull swoops down and eats it. That's a lot of stuff to unpack. There's a whole lot going on. Woo! And I will say, every article I've read about this... Hasn't gotten into why they were brawling. Yes. Just so you know, it is a little vague on some of the details of the story. Uh, but I do feel like that title is like a Hulu description of a movie. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is clickbait, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and the story goes, a Scottish man was left stunned after a woman bit off his tongue during a street brawl, only to watch a seagull swoop down and eat it. Dude, that's why, like, seagulls are like the shark. They're like sharks. They will eat, like, I had one eat an ice cream cone once when of I was a your, kid. Of your yeah. ice cream cone? 
Well, it's kind of weird because, like, did the seagull eat the tongue or did it just pick it up and carry it away? I don't think a seagull sort of lands and then just chows down. You ever see a seagull, like, eat a fry off the ground? They fly down. They don't have – they just, like, scoop it up. They go, and then (laughs) fly away. (laughs) Can you imagine trying to find the seagull that has the piece of your tongue? (laughs) All right, what did the seagull look like? I got Ah, a picture on my phone. (laughs) This is it. This is it. You know, the one with two tongues hanging out? The one with one tongue hanging out. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> when was the last time you saw a seagull savor its food? Mmm, these old, these old cashews have a nice back palate. He takes a bite, then he wraps the rest up for later. <laughs> James McKenzie and Bethany Ryan were involved in a wild street fight in August of 2019 when she leaned in to kiss him. That's how I always end my street fights, with a kiss. <laughs> this is, I feel like this is some sort of weird Scottish mating ritual. That's why I think they're not getting into what the fight was happening about. I think it might have been like their playtime. Oh, you think so? I th- Because later it sort of indicates that they might have been strangers. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so when I, like when my dog wrestles with me and I'm done, I change. You kiss it in the mouth. <laughs> Kind of. I go. I, well, I, I tell her to give me a kiss, and then she snaps out of like rough playtime to lick my cheek. Oh, and then we're back to whatever. And so she, he's like, "Give me a kiss," and she's like, "Bite my, the <laughs> tongue off." Well, I think <laughs> like a Mike Tyson. <laughs> How would you call your street fighting uh, style? You do Muay Thai. You do Capoeira. <laughs> Tyson Holyfield. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I feel I do kind of feel like this is some sort of like Scottish wild animal mating dance, right? Like you, David Attenborough is narrating. He's like, "Watch as the Scottish female headbutts the male in the nose, and only after the nose is broken will she accept his kiss." <laughs> Crocodile hunters in there, crikey! <laughs> As she leant in, she savagely bit down so hard and ripped a chunk of his tongue out. The court heard. Oh, so that's why we're just hearing about this. They just made it through the court system. Yeah. Okay. The large gull then flew down and grabbed the fleshy muscle in its beak and then made off before the injured man could retrieve it. This is so crazy. Like, so they were actively fighting and she's like, kiss me. And the guy's like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going full tongue. That's how sad gut men are. <laughs> he was thinking of this okay, junk. I mean, okay. He was thinking of this junk, not his fists. <laughs> this woman's part Scottish, part praying mantis. <laughs> the incident left Mackenzie maimed for life. Ironically, now he cannot say maimed. Yeah, right? I would, I would not trust kissing a woman ever again. <laughs> All right, I'll kiss you only if you promise not to bite my face off. (laughs) I need you to put on this mouth guard before I'm willing to kiss you. Ryan pleaded guilty to assaulting McKenzie in an Edinburgh court hearing last Thursday. Edinburgh's sheriff court's prosecutor, Susan Dixon, said the pair who were strangers clashed at the Capitol's Leith Walk and an argument developed. I still, it's killing me what they were arguing about. Yeah, it's very unusual. Ryan had initially attempted to walk away from the confrontation, but Mackenzie continued to be aggressive. I wonder if it was like, kiss me. And she's like, no. He's like, kiss me. And she's like, no. And then she's like, fine, I'll kiss you. Honk. So, yes, the the aggressor here is the male going yeah. after the female. So Mackenzie approached her again with a clenched fist. She then only responded to his actions by pushing him before kissing him. It's a very 
that's a pretty hardcore stance. Like, push, get away from me. All right, I'll kiss you. Guy lowers his guard. Bam! Take his tongue out. I think that's my move whenever I'm going to be in a street fight or approached with a predatory loan. <laughs> I'll go up to the loan officer. The debt collector. <laughs> All right, listen. I know I owe you $130,000. The gateway to my checkbook is making out. Kiss me. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> she kissed him on the lips, and during the course of that, she bit through his tongue, which caused a piece of his tongue to be removed, Prosecutor Susan Dixon said. Mr. McKenzie walked off and spat a part of his tongue out, at which point the piece of muscle was picked up by a large seagull that made off with a piece of tongue. Here's the thing. It's his fault for spitting it out. Yeah, he I spit agree. out his own t- If she spit out his tongue and the seagull got it, I'd be like, that's tragedy. He threw his tongue away. and the- It was the same as me throwing fries on the ground for the seagull. How did she bite all the way through it, but then it didn't come off his tongue into her mouth? That's what I don't understand. How do you bite all the way through it, then release and leave it in his mouth? That is some precision. Yeah. <laughs> she's a- done that before. It's not her first time. <laughs> I think if you go through records, she's the... Sweeney Todd. The the tongue bandit. (laughs) The chunk of the dislodged tongue was approximately two centimeters by three centimeters in size. Ryan was later arrested by police and McKenzie attended hospital for treatment where the laceration of his tongue was said to be oozing blood. He did not require surgery as the dislodged piece of tongue was no longer available to be reattached. I like how there's no surgery to close the wound. Yeah. I was thinking they might might put in like a piece of titanium. Oh, that would be You have to tell the guy at the airport, (laughs) (laughs) I've got a titanium (laughs) tongue. I can crush a nut with just my tongue. I can open this walnut only just my by doing a tongue curls. <laughs> this tongue is a lethal weapon in Bolivia. Uh, yeah, so there's no information on exactly if the woman had been um, found guilty and sentenced. That is the end of the article. So we don't really know exactly what is to come. What is the what? What do you think is the sentencing for biting someone part of someone's tongue? It's weird because he was the aggressor, so she's defending. But then you're like, is it equal force? I don't well, know. Well, she's going to court for this, so I would imagine the police found enough cause to take her to court. Well, I would throw it out. I would throw it out like old tongue to a seagull. So she did plead guilty, so who would then say what she... But is this one of those... To assaulting, like, to is assault. This, is this one of those predatory things? You're like, you, you plead guilty to a misdemeanor... Um, assault charge, and we don't get you for grand tongue larceny or yeah. something. Well, I, I, I would imagine they say, Mr. McKenzie, is there anything that you'd like to say to the defendant? Yes. I, yes. <laughs> I would love to Please <laughs> let my wife go. <laughs> that was the first day we met. and we, We've been married for 13 years now. <laughs> How did you and mom, me and mom meet? Well, crazy story. <laughs> crazy story. <laughs> the, the, the seagulls, the ring bearer at the wedding. <laughs> it is the same story as how I have the titanium tongue. <laughs> All right, I like it. Yep.
Weird news story number two. This story comes from HuffingtonPost.com. That's a news source more reliable than me shedding seven or eight COVID pounds. You don't think you can do it, man? I don't know. I'm, they're, they're part of me now. It's called walking, Louie. Oh. <laughs> and water. It's called not being rolled around like Hannibal Lecter all the time. Not <laughs> having for- donuts for breakfast like we did today. <laughs> yeah, that's on you. <laughs> so this is a very short story, but it is pretty cool. And there is a video that is, comes with it that is a must-see, and we will post that There's a video our... that comes with it. There's <laughs> a video that comes with this story. We're going to post it on our website. You can check it out. It goes, Wild Australian Sheep Gets Sheared of 78 Pounds of Wool. Can you imagine if it was a robot sheep and there'd be steel wool? You'd be like, I can ah, clean I get, my pants for I days. I get what you did there, yeah. Louie. That was nice. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> A wild and ailing sheep found in a forest in Australia named Barak by rescuers has yielded a fleece weighing more than 78 pounds. It's always the Democrats throwing out the uh, programs to save the uh, homeless. Yes, these leftists. Coming in and saving animals. Why would they politicize the name? I guess they're in... in it's a joke, Louis. So that, you know? I mean, I'd be like, it's Baldwin. Or it could be like Bahrain. Yeah. <laughs> like the country. Yes. Yeah, like, uh, Bahumbug. There you go. It's a Christmas okay, one. Okay, yeah. Right. <laughs> they should name it Bald. Ah, they re, uh, rename after they shaved yeah. it. Nice, Louie. I like it. You know, Nearly half the weight of an adult kangaroo this thing was carrying, 78 pounds. I like how they're giving us the weight in something we can't imagine. <laughs> so it's um, about half the weight of seven ocelots. <laughs> what? It's like 13 wallabies. <laughs> yeah. It's like 13 wallabies and two koalas. It's, it's one-eighth a stegosaurus. <laughs> This is written on an Australian. <laughs> Why don't you feel like uh, it weighed about uh, one and a half stones? Like, give me some like weird. Yeah, so I guess the half the weight of an adult kangaroo seven, so it would be about hundred and fifty pounds. It's like an when adult you, kangaroo, when you unless play- it's one of those yoked up kangaroos that we <laughs> yeah. saw. You know, like the, on the the ones that fight that are all roided out. You see yeah. those ones that like got like neck muscles the size of like a Prius. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The sheep was found by a member of the public who contacted the Eggers Mission Farm Sanctuary near Lancefield, Victoria, about 60 kilometers north of Melbourne, according to the mission's Kyle Brand. They should name it after this guy, Brand. Brand. <laughs> but they should, at this point, just be giving us GPS coordinates. When you go, like, you go up to the dairy, you turn left, one, two, three houses, you turn right, and it's on Lancashire Road. <laughs> It would appear Barak was once an owned sheep, said Berend. He had at one time been ear-tagged. However, these appear to have been torn out by the thick, matted fleece around his face. He's like the Prince Harry of sheeps. He's like, I was once a part of the, <laughs> the royal family. <laughs> the royal family. And then I left it, and now I have 78 pounds of wool. <laughs> well, they're like, he was owned, but he got thrown out because they're like, we don't have the manpower to maintain this afro. <laughs> This sheep grows fleece at at an alarming rate. Yes. (laughs) Now, when you finally get your COVID haircut, your, like, neck is going to be all, like... Oh, yeah. It's like when I used to have dreadlocks and I cut my dreadlocks. It's like, oh, my God, like, my head, I can move it freely. Dude, I shave in the morning and I'm like, oh, man, this feels (laughs) so great. My neck, so much stress off my neck. Uh, Sheep need to be shorn at least annually. Otherwise, the fleece continues to grow and grow as happened here, said Berend. After his much-needed shearing, Berend said Barak's fleece weighed in at 78 
pounds. So they don't really say like like how heavy he was in relation to the the, the yeah. wool. I'm curious. Like, is he is a sh- I don't know what a sheep weighs. So is it like is he 200 pounds? A sheep weighs about four <laughs> four dingoes, four dingoes, <laughs> and three flying toads. He's like one greenhorned. Uh, <laughs> Whilst his hooves were in great condition from running over the rocks in the forest, he was in a bit of a bad way. He was underweight, and due to all of the wool around his face, he could barely see. He couldn't see the forest for the trees. Ah. I don't know why he was underweight. I mean, he could have just eaten the mushrooms and spiders that were growing (laughs) on his fleece. He had, like, a whole ecosystem on that thing. (laughs) Do you realize you just ruined a universe? (laughs) Barak is now settling in with other rescued sheep at Edgar's mission, Beren said, adding it all goes to show what incredibly resilient and brave animal sheep really are, and we could not love them anymore if we tried. So in a separate article I read, they were talking about how because the sheep was carrying the 78 pounds of wool, it was vulnerable to predators. And if you see the pictures, it's in a suit of armor. Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. I don't understand how a predator's like, you know what I want to eat? That giant turkey. I got to eat an hour's worth of fur just to get to the meat. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, honestly, it looks like what a like an army sniper would wear as camo. <laughs> yeah, the ghillie suit. <laughs> like just this like huge fleece. They're like, I, is that a sheep? Is that a a, bu- a weird fluffy bush? Is that a cotton tree? <laughs> this is like a sheep that got loose. This is the next evolutionary step. It's like a sheep turtle. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it just squats down and nothing can penetrate if it, that. If it gets if it gets on its back, it's toast. Though. Yeah, it can't roll over. <laughs> uh, and we. We will post the video on our website because it is pretty heartwarming to see the sheep get all of that and be able to walk around normal. Because you couldn't even see his legs. Just yeah. like he was like this hovering, yeah, like alien a dirty, looking dirty cloud walking around. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I like it. Yep. It's the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. That's it for today, folks. Of course, want to thank you so much for listening. Let you know that you can give us a five-star review on the site where you downloaded this podcast app. That would help us out quite a bit. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> you can visit us cool. on the Patreon. <laughs> go to go to oddandoffbeat.com. Click the Patreon link. You can support us for as little as a couple bucks a day. You can get some sweet stuff in the mail that I promise I have not COVID coughed on. <laughs> yeah, that would help us out quite a bit. You can also check out our other podcast, which is called The Moisture Festival Podcast. It's a twice a month podcast where we interview performers uh, for that perform at the world's largest variety arts festival. And that comes out uh, the first and the 15th of the month, the same as uh, the uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony song when they <laughs> sing about the first and the 15th. <laughs> Yeah, and those are long-form interviews. They generally range from 45 to 60 minutes, and uh, sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're insightful, sometimes they're just me and Louie uh, talking circles and talking a bunch of nonsense and the performers being like, why did I come on this podcast? <laughs> it's a good time for us. <laughs> Where can the fine people see Louie Fox this week? Oh, on the 10th, you can check me out doing a show for the city of Sammamish virtually. Hit me up. I can send you the Zoom link. Hells yeah. And then- on the 13th, I have a makeup date. What? So, Like with your wife? No, with another woman. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to L.A. at the end of the month to do a TV show, 
but due to all their COVID restrictions, they are no longer they aren't providing us with makeup people. Uh-huh. So I have to learn to do TV makeup. Oh I wow! Never, I've never really done stage or TV makeup in my life, uh-huh. so. I reached out to a friend of mine who's a Broadway actor, and he hooked me up with uh, a lady named Katie, and she's going to take me shopping and then give me some lessons. Oh, awesome. I also have a friend that I can hook you up with. She does makeup for TV and stuff, so you could probably do that over Zoom if you wanted to. Uh, just let me know. I'll hook you Alrighty. up. Alrighty. I was hoping you'd be like, she does makeup for haunted houses. <laughs> And where can they catch you, Matt? You, they can't find me anywhere, man. I am off the grid. Uh, Erica's mom is coming to visit, so we are going to be showing her around the lovely countryside of Oregon. We're taking her to the coast. We're doing the aquarium, going to Voodoo Donut. Dude, it's going to be off the chain. We're going to go to where Prefontaine died. It's going to be great. So that's going to be my week. (laughs) You got to take her to the wildlife refuge that was taken over a few years ago? You know it. (laughs) Has has she ever been to Oregon? Uh, I believe she's been to Portland before, but she's never been down here in the Willamette Valley. So, ah. yeah, we're going to show her around. She's going to help us uh, paint the barn. It's going to be, uh, <laughs> you know, anytime I get free labor, I'm happy. Yes, yes. <laughs> you don't have house guests. You have indentured servants. Yeah, although you have not, you barely helped me hang some insulation. I, we put up four pieces of insulation and swept. And then you bailed on me. Hell yeah, I did. And it has now been a seven-day project. I'm still working on it. It would have been seven days and an hour if I wasn't there. My mother-in-law, Erica's mom, would have done that in an hour, Louie. (laughs) But she comes from a long line of installation installers. (laughs) So, folks, if you want to send us a message, you can do so at info at oddandoffbeat.com. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all this... LinkedIn, I believe we have a page now. It's getting crazy. Do we? No, I don't know. I just made that up. Are we looking for jobs? <laughs> yeah, well, yes. <laughs> but uh, we want to thank you so much for listening, folks, and we hope you're safe. We hope you're doing well. We hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast, because normal is boring.